Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Trumble the Horror Movie Podcast. With me, as always, is Stephen Taylor. How are you two doing? Good. Doing all right. Yeah, it's uh, it's festive. It's festive doing this show in the evening. Yeah, it's a, it's a different energy. Yeah, Not this is the, the, tremble, the Tremble Office Christmas party. Yeah. yeah. Just imagine well, us all sitting around a fire with a drink in our hands. Yeah, that's exactly mean, I have my LED lamp on and a beer. Does that count? Ooh. Yeah. I could my... turn my lava lamp on on my desk. <laughs> my vape pen goes a festive color of red and green sometimes. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. Well, it's funny we normally record like like closer to around noon, 11 a.m. or whatever. Yeah, a more sober time or, yeah. or like an acceptable sober time. Supposed to be sober time. Let's, let's go with that. And, uh... <laughs> I did not need anybody to ask me or instruct me to grab a beer, but I was like, you know what? It's six o'clock. Let's grab a beer. So, um, and arguably, I think it just makes the discussions on both of these movies so much better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For me, it takes the edge off a bit because I feel like in in the in the receivings of both films that I received it worse than you guys did. So it's like, yeah. So I'm not like an. I'm not. It's to make me not an edge lord when it comes to this <laughs> shit. I mean, to be fair, my my rating for the last movie was literally, "Is it better than Father's Day?" <laughs> so I know. I don't think it was that. But I don't think it was that great. But I'm like, well, better than Father's Day. I guess I don't know. I I definitely <laughs> did like this movie a lot more. Although I will say that by the end of it i was very ready for it to be over because there are some parts where i'm like okay get on with it like we we know what your goal is we we don't need to see every single little detail of it but i I did quite enjoy this i i like i know we're supposed to do synopsis and everything first but i will say the third act of this movie is just just a quagmire uh of (laughs) Uh, of what the fuck is going on where are you going with this what is what is happening now yeah yeah Yeah. the intent is there the homage is there the execution will question yeah i i i always have a soft spot for this movie because for one it's horror comedy i always kind of have a soft spot for those but then also too like I don't know. I kind of dig the fact that it's like these people are just going crazy because they know something that everyone else doesn't, and you know, it's uh, that's always that's always kind of like a fun element. Like, oh, they they know that the Antichrist is coming or here, but you know, nobody believes them or you know, no one's gonna believe them even if they say anything. But then also too, like the third act gets pretty wild. <laughs> There's like a little demon thing <laughs> walking around. I'm like, whoa, the shrooms are really kicking in now. Um... <laughs> But yeah, this movie's pretty wild, and I, I, I enjoy it for what it is. I also like, too, that it's got a, a slightly happy ending. I say slightly because, I mean, 
nobody will believe them if they say it, but they did save the world. So I'm like, okay, you know what? That's that's something. So. But, but but did they? That's one of the one of the things that I kind of yeah. like about this movie is like, I guess it could. It's kind of like a, a Schrodinger's cat of it could be either one, depending on how much you believe what actually happened. Yeah. Um, and and I think it's it, there are some scenes that are maybe just too confusing to know what actually happened. Like, do you believe that they actually got the Antichrist? Because I want to say that the priest at the end was not super confident that that any of that actually mattered. Mm-hmm. But I mean, to this point, to the end point of the, the film, the movie constantly winks at you. It's just like, ah, not so fast. Like, it's always doing that. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like relentlessly throwing the throwing shit in the spokes you know what yeah. i mean Ch- changing shit in the fly like is always doing that so it's almost like they never ever set any rigid rules for themselves just so they can wiggle out of any plot hole that they can mm-hmm. um that's kind of how i felt about it like i like i said i just this movie just feels gratuitously messy mm. as it proceeds I should say too, this movie won quite a few Goya awards, which are the um, Spain version of Oscars, which is kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. It's very rare that a horror movie gets this much care and attention from awards, even though you know it's not quite the Academy Awards, but still, it's you know something like. But I, I mean. People who love Spanish cinema love Alex de Iglesia because he he's a protege of uh, Pedro Almodovar and everyone worships Almodovar. I mean, there are so many things in this movie that are very much like you can tell where he learned his techniques from. Yeah. Um, and also at the same time, it, it's funny because there, there's there's a lot of little points in this that borrows from Argento. Yeah. That, that I thought was kind of fascinating but it does it in a goofier way which seems strange so I, I, I definitely bring myself to the, the fight between um, Padre and Gal and um, um, the well Rosario okay where she kind of pushes him through the window at that one point yeah. like it's, it's just there's so many weird weird ass sequences in this movie um that he did is almost like it feels like he was like oh I, I i have this in my mind's eye as like an homage to to this or that and i'm just gonna throw that in there i will say i did love how the title the title card sequence of this movie they also use as like the blu-ray cover and other and it's just awesome it's like the day of the beast and then in there's like the little antichrist with the little across i know it's a really stupid thing to admire but i'm like when i was watching i came up i was like oh fuck yeah i'm ready <laughs> um it, it, it's so brash it acts yeah. so brash in the first scene and especially like introducing our main character and everything that accident scene mm. it's so because you don't really know the intent of that scene until later on into the film where he's kind of like he had to make himself become a sinner and all this kind of stuff and like like that's such a brutal way yeah. to to turn against god for for divisive reasons like <laughs> denying somebody their last moment 
of, of, of religious salvation. It's like, holy fuck. Yeah. That's uh, got to be an ultimate sin for a, for a, for a man of God, right? I, I had that on my list as one of the potential best kills because I was like, damn, he just killed his soul there. He's yeah, going he to fucking did. hell now. It's my favorite line in the movie, too, actually. It's my, like, if we're, we're fast forward to that point. Yeah, that's, it's it's probably my favorite point in the film just because it, it, it is so horrific. <laughs> and so off the cuff, though, like, it, the way the way that, that, that uh, Diaglacia plays it in the film, it's just, it's so, yeah, it's just a, a plot device to move from point A to point B to describe this guy's journey. I did particularly like the part where they were trying to find a virgin and they just kept <laughs> sticks left and right. Like how forward he was with what's her name when he's just like, "So I just wanted you to know, uh, are you a virgin?" Yeah. yeah. Like, she's like, "What?" That was one of the scenes that I was like, man, they could have cut like 15 minutes out of this and just shown oh. him drugging her and getting it over with. They did not need this whole and, scene where he tries to explain to her what he's trying to do. Like, oh, well, my goodness. And is he like and it's so slapsticky with him trying to drug her and stuff and like over the shoulder and just like, yeah, there's. <laughs> oh, yeah. And this... like, yeah, dragging her around the hallway over again, like yeah. two, three different times, he has to drag her around separate places. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, what did, the official summary of this movie? I wonder if the letter. Oh. Is really <laughs> oh, right. That whole thing. Okay, I think the letter <laughs> synopsis is slightly better. Uh, the story revolves around a Basque. Roman Catholic priest dedicated to committing as many sins as possible, a death metal salesman from, I don't know how to pronounce that, and the Italian horse of a TV show uh, on the occult. These go on a literal trip through the Christmas time Madrid to hunt for and prevent the reincarnation of the Antichrist. So. Yeah, and we haven't even touched on the fact that they take drugs and it's a very prominent part of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean the decision to to make the fi- the the final like confrontation is thing multiple levels in like a weird ass construction site. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it feel like it feels like a lot of the decisions in this movie were made not for story, but the for the adjustment of story to cost to where they could film. Mm, that would um, make sense to me. Yeah, I mean, they obviously had an apartment building and, and some rooms in that apartment building, and that worked out fine for them. But anytime that they really had to go outside and stuff, it looked trickier, mm-hmm. far trickier for them to do. And I think that's due to the fact that they were also being like heavily protested at make, at the time of making this film. I mean, because it is, for a very religious country like Spain is, this is a fucking dicey ass movie so when when kurt brings it up that it won all these awards that's also kind of like an anomaly as well because mm-hmm. i i mean they didn't make it easy for this film to get made no um cool when was the first time we watched this uh for the podcast i i i recognize the name but i i don't i guess i yeah i never watched it so yeah this was a, a new watch for me for sure Mm-hmm. Me as well. I feel like I had also heard the title of this movie before, but I had never looked it up or known what it was about at all. 
mm. or known that it was a Christmas film. Yeah, it had anything to do with Christmas. Yeah, because nothing in the titling would lead you to believe that it's a Christmas film. Yeah, I'll be the first to admit this is probably loosely a Christmas movie, but eh, whatever. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. Like the Christmas thing, it's there's not a whole lot of imagery or whatever. I mean, yeah, there's points where it's like, oh yeah, this this definitely takes place during Christmas, but I mean, it's not. It's not like Santa's sleigh where there's like Santa Claus throughout the whole thing, but I don't know. I still, I still find it to be a you know slightly fun watch during the holiday season, even if it's like yeah, it's probably a bit of a stretch that this is a Christmas movie. Hmm. Uh, I watched the movie like around a year and a half ago, probably, and it was just a random watch, and I was like, this is kind of fun. Like it, I don't know. It's I'm always a sucker for horror comedy, so there's that. But then also, too, like, it just, it's it's fun in a way where it's like, these people are bumbling through, and they're just trying to save the world, and, you know, that they managed to do it. But it's like, eh, does, does it need, is anyone going to know that they did it? Is anyone going to care? I don't know. There's a certain kind of comedy to this, but also, like, a certain level of cynicism, too, where it's like, yeah, you can save the world, but... No one might even care. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I have a fun time with this, and the the visuals that like the third act of the movie get wild. Uh, again, I probably think if you you might have accidentally taken shrooms because it gets a little too crazy, and I'm like, Oof. all right, what happened there? But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's a fun watch, and uh, I I always try to make an effort to watch some horror movies that are not going to be in English and not dubbed. Uh, like this movie's not dubbed. You have to put in the effort to read the subtitles for better or for worse. I know some people might not like that, but like, yeah, it's good to see like what other countries are contributing to horror, especially Christmas horror too. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's other Italian uh, horror movies that are better, but or Christmas horror movies that are better. But I don't know. I had a good time with this. Maybe to get full enjoyment out of this movie, especially in the last act, you have to take psychedelics at the same time that they do. <laughs> Somehow you have to line it up where when it all goes red and there's like a little goman or goat demon thing walking around, that's when it kicks in. Yeah, that would yeah. be ideal. Because <laughs> then you're just along the ride with them, you know? There's that like uh, Three Stooges or whatever. I, I don't know, probably butchering it. It's semi well known yet i know nothing about it um it kind of felt a little bit like that with the three characters a little bit i kind of enjoyed that a little bit i did kind of enjoy the weird friendship that the priest and the metalhead dude have i mean especially at the beginning when the the priest is like thank you so much for your help and they're having that first conversation about like metal and finding backwards messages and stuff i don't know that was very endearing to me in a way and then later on, when the the metalhead he leaves for a bit, and then the priest goes to that um, to that show, and then gets the shit kicked out of him, and he's like, "Oh, I never should have left you." I was like, "Yeah, you never should have left him." Yeah. So you know, there there were some parts to that relationship that I enjoyed, even though I I still didn't quite realize why that guy was along for like he maybe he just enjoyed the carnage of seeing the priest like fuck shit up, I guess. But yeah, uh, there were definitely parts of that that were endearing to me, at least. <laughs> Also, too, there's like the part at the beginning where the like, priest is just going around committing sins, and I always have a good. I, I always find that kind of fun to watch. Where it's just like, he's clearly just like 
doing whatever, just messing around. But it's like the movie just doesn't really give too much context for it. But you're immediately like, that's somebody who should not be fucking around with shit. What is going on? There's part of me that wonders if it would have been more fun to have it be a mystery for a little bit longer. Like, you just yeah. see him do all this shit, and he goes, I can't say, it's too serious, I can't say what I'm doing, you just have to trust me. And then he does all this super fucked up shit, and then later on, he's like, oh yeah, I did all this shit because I was trying to, like, get in good with Satan so that he would tell me where his son was going to be born so that I could go and kill his son. Because, like, when he says that in the beginning, I'm kind of just like, that seems like a bit of a stretch. Like, even for a, a priest, a God-fearing priest who really wants to, like, stop the the birth of antichrist the antichrist mm-hmm. it just seems like a bit of a stretch still but you know what mm-hmm. I, w- I was with it at least for the first for the first two-thirds of it uh, up until the end when i kind of was like eh, this is going on a bit long now mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't need to be an hour 45 no yeah the, the second act drags for me um yeah the, fir- the first act is so like oh what's going on and then the second act drags mm-hmm. and then the third act is interesting enough but yeah the second act just like Years a little bit. The the hilarity of their makeshift, like the things that they have to DIY and makeshift to, like to get the 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 the, the pentagram circle and everything set up. Like there's just like certain things in it that are really kind of goofy and comical mm-hmm. that play well. Um, yeah, I just yeah, it just doesn't stick in my head as well as other Italian or Spanish horror even horror comedy yeah it's got a it's got a certain and i don't know if you guys seen this one um cemetery man it has yeah it's an italian film with like rupert everett Mm um i think it was like 1990 91 something like that but they 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 have the their horror films with like this romanticized like goofy quality to it and that's kind of what the day of the beast reminded me of okay So, so far I've compared it to weird Italian horror, Dario Argento, and Almodovar, just so we're just keeping a checklist going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, it's movies all over the place. Yeah. All right. Uh, we do have a few emails. Wow. Yeah. Henry says it's surprising, surprising again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think this movie's like generally well regarded. I don't know, I, I, for the most part. Again, we don't always say that that's necessarily warranted. You know, sometimes we watch movies and we're mm-hmm. like, "This is a well regarded movie. Probably shouldn't be." But yeah, uh, Henry says a surprisingly heartwarming and fun movie for being about killing an infant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Especially considering an actual innocent infant potentially innocent i guess we don't have confirmation that that wasn't the antichrist but they gets like fucking gunned down at the end of this movie like yeah. just out of nowhere kind of brutal actually yeah the weird mob mafiosa shit in this movie is fucking weird yeah there's so like, many like mobbed up shit going on in this film like weirdly sinister for a, a film that tries to keep it yeah. almost on the lighter side for most yeah. of it for most of it Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, considering that this movie is about finding and killing an infant, surprisingly very, very cute. Uh, 
I mean, probably don't want to read too much into it, but yeah. All right. Uh, Wes says, fuck, you all got me. A genuine first time watch surprise. Loved it. I found out that the director did a TV show with similar characters and themes called 30 Coins. Might check it out. All right. Hmm. I didn't realize I mean, that. maybe like, like I said, he's he was a protege on Madovar. So very well regarded filmmaker. Yeah. Maybe as a TV format, this movie might do better considering how much random shit they tried to like cram into some of the scenes. Maybe giving it a little extra time might benefit the 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 plot of this movie. Or maybe not. Maybe it would just drag it out even further, but who knows? Like a Spanish what we do in the shadows. Yeah, that would be great. About a bumbling priest who's trying to stop the Antichrist being born. By doing increasingly horrible things while as a priest to get the attention of Satan. Yes. It's actually on Crave, funny enough. So. Interesting. Oh, nice. Yeah. HBO, I think HBO or something like that produced it. Yeah. Like, is it one of the international things? Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, that for I'm into well. it. I'm into it, especially with uh, with HBO's international stuff, because um, there's actually a, a kind of it's kind of relatable to Tremble. Um, have you ever seen the show with Fred Armisen called Lost of Spookies? No. Oh, I've seen. I haven't seen it, but I've seen the previews of it, and it yeah. looks really funny. Yeah, I would. I recommend that one. I think that's an HBO international show. I honestly do need something else to watch on Crave aside from The Sopranos. So. Uh, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> Well, I just learned the other day that his Dark Materials is considered HBO International because it's a co-production with the BBC. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder how many episodes this show is. <coughs> it's only eight episodes, and it only did one season, so it seems pretty digestible. Nice. Um, oh, I mean, a little side tangent, but speaking of horror, I rewatched The Many Saints of Newark. That's a horror movie. And not for the reason the movie's terrible. <laughs> what a fucking ma- just a just a massive miscalculation that movie is. So disappointingly mass. The the horror of that movie is silly is seeing Billy Magnuson playing Polly and the makeup looks like it was shot out of Homer Simpson's makeup gun. Oh boy. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. Um Sarah says this movie warmed every quarter of my metal head heart. Well, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I mean, I guess I mean, it's guess... kind of a metal movie, I guess. I, I I didn't feel that aside from the the character and and the one scene that was in the the rector shop. Yeah. Yeah. Like like later on, he he could really be any character just joining them along. Yeah, he doesn't really yeah. be, like stay the the endearing metalhead as much. It doesn't inform enough of his character. Because yeah. at a certain point, he just kind of rolls into the mission, and everybody's like, I don't know, he just kind of loses that side of his character. Yeah, I um, I wish he had a scene when he was retrieving the priest from the club or the the show. Where he just like just just enjoyed the music for like a quick second. Yeah. Just did like a couple headbangs or something, you know. I feel like that would have yeah. really proven to me that he is a true metalhead. It was no un- Uncle Peckerhead. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a full blown commentary with the crew from that movie, and that's amazing. Is that was that one that was done within this year? Was it 2022 that you did that? I think it was last year. It was it last year? Okay. 
But we had them on, and it was a drunken, yeah. stupid time, and it was probably the most fun I've ever had recording anything. That's so, awesome. Plus That's for awesome. that, go watch they Uncle should... Peckerhead. With yeah, they should come over to Tremble for something. I am friends with almost all of them on social media, so it would yeah. not be that Let's hard do... to pull off. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's book guests. Hey, Tremble fans out there, we're going to get some guests next year. Yeah, let's get Craig Angle. Guest upon guest. Yeah. We'll pair him up with whatever we're, do- we're doing that week. I know he's a big fan of Cannibal Holocaust, which I refuse to watch for many reasons, but I would watch if Craig Angle came on. That's a tough one. That's a it tough is. one. I don't, I, don't feel, I don't feel super enthused about watching that movie either, to be honest. I know it's one of his favorites, though. So if he wants yeah. to watch it... Sure. I, you know, Eli loves Diodato, and so many people love Diodato, but I, just, I don't know. It, his films feel very exploitative to me, and I, I, I just, I'm, they're, they're, they're not repeat watches for me. It's there's a many problematic elements to that movie, and you know, I'm probably not the first person to be like, oh, there's problematic elements in movies. I can't watch this. Uh, but that's a movie where I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't. Like, I can't focus on this movie yeah. enough to enjoy it. Yeah, it's tough. Silo's another tough watch for me, too. Yeah. So, not, not movies that I'm keen on revisiting. It's amazing when we record at night, but we just go on many more side tangents, which I think <laughs> <laughs> These episodes are hilarious because yeah. we stray so far from talking about the movies, but it's the office Christmas party, so we're yeah. going to talk to Jan in HR for an hour. That's just what we're going to do. Things get a little sloppy at the Christmas yeah. parties, you know? <laughs> Alright, we haven't gotten to the awards yet. Best <laughs> What show, what movie are we doing? <laughs> it's already next year we're on to terrifier um uh yeah that's line. there's a lot of good lines in this movie um oh gosh i think like jose the metalhead probably gets most of them for me yeah he's got um, some mm-hmm. good ones because he's just like he's so much fun in this movie um i'm just trying to think of which one is my favorite but um, oh, does anyone have any quotes while I'm thinking of which one's my favorite? I I didn't actually write down a ton for this movie, but mm. there was I the conversation that the priest has with when he gets arrested for stealing the book, and he's like trying to explain to the officer his like full plan of action, and at one point he explains, "Oh no, I need to commit." crime so that uh satan will trust me and then i can gain an audience with him and the cop says something along the lines of well that doesn't sound super easy and i thought that was funny i I really liked that officer character pretty much any character he talks to that he's like yeah this is my plan why don't you believe me and the character's like dude you're fucking crazy Yeah, I I really dig the the record store scene with the playing the record backwards i thought that was a really funny scene yeah. Um, yeah. That one made me chuckle. Like, it made gonna, me chuckle a lot. Uh, the, when he explains that it's going to ruin the record player, yeah. I was like, there are yeah. bigger stakes here, bro. Yeah. There's no dialogue, but like, Jose laughs right in the devil's face when he's like, he's managed to distract him. And it's just such like a Jose thing to do to just be like, motherfucker, I tricked you. I'm going to laugh right here. And I'm like, it's the devil, dude. You're laughing in yeah. the face. <laughs> but. Of course he is, because he's like he, he managed to pull one off on the devil. Great. 
I think that and and uh, damning damning that guy <laughs> in the car accident to hell. Yeah. Uh, also, it's just it's just it's you know it it, it it's it's a whole philo- philosophical question as well. Being like him, for him to eat to simply make the decision to become a sinner while being in the robes of a man of God has to be something bigger and, and more accessible to the devil. So why did it take so much more for the devil to actually notice him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked too at the beginning when he's talking to the other priest in the church and just no explanation yet of what he's actually doing but the, the priest asks, asks him if he needs to confess and he says yes but not for something I've done, for something I'm going to do. And the priest says, like, questions him, and he goes, I intend to commit all the evil I can. And I went, fuck yeah, dude, let's yeah. see where this goes. I think yeah. like, I think that's part of why I love this movie so much is because the setup, like, the setup is so good. And it, yeah, Steve, you're right. It just gets kind of, like, muddled and confusing towards mm-hmm. the end. But the first part of this movie, I, oh, it's so much fun. And, yeah. like, yeah, the whole first scene, kind of like Kurt was saying, where he's just going around being a dick and, like, pushing over the the living statue guy into the freaking subway stairs or whatever was just, like, so random and hilarious. And I loved all of that. And I wished, I wish that they had kept that energy more throughout the film. Yeah. I wanted Jose's bullet belt. That was... <laughs> like... Oh, it reminds, it reminds me of my emo years. Like, <laughs> I, I never had a belt like that and I kind of wish I did because I would have been now I'm 34 so if I have a belt like that it just looks sad it's like what are you doing who had a better belt him or Bill Goldberg in Santa's so... <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm going with Jose on that one sorry <laughs> it seems also more oh. realistic that someone had a bullet belt than whatever Christmas one Bill Goldberg had <laughs> Which looked like a fighting game character version of Santa Claus. But... He did. Yeah. He did. It's like Rise of the Guardians. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, best performance in Day of the Beast. There's a few good ones. Uh, it's it's a tie, in, in my opinion. I'd say it's either um, Jose or... Um, um, uh, pod, Padre. Yeah. I, I, mean, I which like... is an easy way out. It's honestly an easy way out, but... Mm-hmm. I did like the um, occult TV host, too, actually. Although I wish that he stayed kind of more as the straight man throughout some of it. And he, he kind of... He almost kind of became a believer too easy. Like, mm-hmm. they did the whole ritual that was supposed to be fake where they literally took psychedelic drugs during, and he's just, like, suddenly is converted because he saw some hallucination. And it's like, yeah. dude, come on. What is the timing between him being tied up in a chair to being an ally? Yeah. Like, literally, how long in the movie is there? Like, no, like almost no time. Yeah, mm-hmm. he openly laughs in their face, being like, haha, this is all fake. I wrote it because I'm an edgelord who likes taking advantage of assholes. And then, <laughs> for some reason, he just suddenly believes it. Like, right up until the very end of the movie, because he still believes that they saved the world. Even though the priest himself is now like, I'm not quite so sure anymore. <laughs> um, 
I know it's easy to choose one of the three, but I'm also going to go with Nathalie Senya, who played... Is um, that Mina? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Mina, the, the virgin? Yeah. That was just great, because I don't know what was up with her get-up, but I was laughing. I was like, this girl is, like, in the most ridiculous get-up possible. And she pulled, right? she pulled it off. She Even pulled- that first scene where she's doing she's serving breakfast to jose and jose's just staring at her boobs i mean <laughs> i don't know why i probably would be doing the same not go, you know but yeah um it was weird because she was equal part sexy but also not sexy you know, it was very mm-hmm. um but I, I guess i'd go with jose santiago segura he was great he was a very good constant throughout this because you had Padre, who was also good, and then you had Kavan. Uh, both were good, but I don't know. I just I really liked Jose. I don't know. You know, it just said good things about us, us metalheads. We're we're good bros that just want to help. Yeah, just mm-hmm. a very good concept, you know. Yeah. Well, long-haired and bearded heavy metal bros are just good bros that want to help you out. I don't know what I saw. I was like, this is Steve's jam. So I, <laughs> like, I mean, also, too, arguably, Santa Slay also was, too, that had a wrestling uh, personality, yeah. but... Yeah. Like, on paper, this is Steve's week, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, on <laughs> paper. On paper. On paper, it looks like the best Secret Santa gift you could give, but what a reality of such. I already got my it's not a sum of its gift. parts. I already got my secret Santa <laughs> gift for the year. Um, we got a new Friday the Thirteenth show coming, so I'm like, you know what? Yeah, there you go. I, I got my gift for the year. All right. Uh, best kill. There's not a lot of kills in this, to be honest. Really, nothing. Like not a lot. Jose's Jose. off death, uh, off screen. They just drop. Him. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'd say Jose by default, but. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they lit a bunch of homeless people on fire, so that is that, true. that was that was cool pyrotechnics. But those scenes were like they definitely took me out of the goofiness of the movie because I was like, fuck, it's people people do that stark. in real life. Yeah. yeah. Like well, especially the when when the one runs across the street and collapses in front of Padre, it's like yikes. Yeah. But it's, don't uh, forget that was a sign. Yeah, it was a sign. <laughs> See, again, the movie fucking winking at you all the time. Yeah. Ah, ah look. I I did also oh, kind man. of like the guy who reached for the pen and got electrocuted out of nowhere. That was <laughs> random and kind of fun. It was kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This movie could have used, I think, in my opinion... Like a couple kills more. It didn't need a lot yep. of kills. It's yeah. not that kind of movie, but I could have used maybe one or two more kills. It just wasn't quite satanic enough. Not quite. Yeah. Okay. Uh, dumbest decision in this movie. Oh, I have I have a dumbest decision rant. Oh, so okay. let's go. So okay, the priest. This is part of the reason that this movie is not as highly rated as I originally gave it. Because when you really think about it, the priest goes on this whole mission being a big sinner so that he can get an audience with the devil and learn where the the child is going to be born. But the occult TV host just has the information 
in his stupid book already. And so he could have just solved it from the beginning without the priest ever needing to do the ritual, without the priest ever needing to take anyone's blood. Like, they, he could have just gone to the book and asked him originally, hey, what are the, like, I don't know. The whole thing could have been completely avoided if the TV host had just clued in a little bit early and had been like, oh, look, the mark of the mark of the devil, it matches this building. Fuck, it, we could have had like half an hour less of this movie. <laughs> and that's my yeah. big rant. That's my yeah. big rant. They're sitting on the bench and basically it, all, most of the priest's actions in this movie were all for nothing because the actual answer had nothing to do with any of his actions at the end of the day. And and and, and his, his movements in this um, race to save the world from Armageddon is so... It feels so off. The, like he feels so grossly unprepared for a lot of the stuff. Yes, actually, and that though. he's doing so much shit on the fly, and that he's just figuring shit out as he's doing them. When I don't know, like, like it feels like, he, like for him to have all this pre pre knowledge that these are the possibilities and these are the things that he's going to need to vanquish the Antichrist and to save the world you would think that he would be more researched heading into a lot of his things. Yeah. But yeah. Like maybe, even like maybe his, his world, like he, he had a problem in enacting it in the current world around him. Maybe that was the issue, but that's what I believe the, the issue. But I mean, that's, that's story driven. So it's really hard to call it the biggest mistake. Yeah. yeah. Even like in the first part of the movie, when he's in the record shop, He's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm looking for a sign. And it seems like he's just randomly trying to find a tape yeah. that has a sign. Yeah. And it's like, shouldn't you maybe know a little bit more about what kind of sign or, like, have some leads, you know? it's It all seems yeah. so haphazardly put together. It feels like a needle in a haystack thing. And, like, why would that be your method? Yeah. Yeah. I that That's what I would say, the dumbest decision. But I think you nailed it on the head better. Because this all could have been solved. Yeah. <laughs> um, gosh. Um, I would say, like, the whole thing of trying to figure out the virgin was just, like, not handled well at all. No. Um, yeah. And it, 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 the worst part about that is that's where the movie feels like it's just padding itself to pad out the runtime. And I was like, nah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. not dumb, but also dumb in a way where I'm like, do you not think I see what you're trying to do here? I'm like, let's try to find a virgin. It's like, all right, let's. Well, and why would you think a call girl was a virgin? Yeah. Like, like her the initial the initial person they were going to use for the blood in the first place was like obviously the wrong person for whatever ritual they needed to do. Like, mm -hmm. didn't you fucking know? Like, just use your fucking brain. Mm-hmm. Again, is that is that the Padre's naivety in the world? Like he doesn't know the outside world as well. Like he's more a man of God, what like he's been for his whole life. That would have been. And now he's just it, exposed to sin. Now as he's trying to commit it. If yeah. if they had set that up more in the beginning of like, oh, you're so naive and dumb, you you yeah. little priest, but yeah. you're our only hope. So go out into the world. The, I that think that been... would have made it so much more sense. The rest of this movie. <laughs> that would have made it. I think. Yeah, I think it would have made it more fun too, because then you would have this dumb, naive, unstreet smart, 
um, priests trying to solve the world-ending problem with the Antichrist mm -hmm. in a fucking world he doesn't understand. That would have been a, a better movie, in my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. Especially as a horror comedy, if that's how you're spinning it. Because that's mm -hmm. funnier, I think. Yeah, it, just it's a fucking like... Idiot, like an idiot, like a fucking Peter Sellers out there trying to fucking solve the apocalypse. That's funny to me. Yeah. yeah, they they really try and play almost both sides of the dumb and smart coin a little yeah. too much. And yeah. it's like, at the end of the day, he's just dumb. <laughs> yeah, the slapsticky, like, I, I think maybe it's an it's an international film thing. It, like, it's a, it's a Spanish film thing for it to be kind of goofy. And I think it takes, like, that's how, that's where that, the uh, the procuring of, a, of an actual virgin, that whole thing just felt so slapsticky. And dragging the bodies around felt, like, goofy and... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This movie is definitely. I think there's a few good contenders for dumbest decision. Unlike most movies where it's like, I don't know, I feel like maybe this might be dumb, but it works into the plot. And this one, it's like, no, there's just some real dumb decisions made in this movie. Yeah. But exactly. Again, it's pretty much these characters of the Three Stooges, kind of. That's how I look at them. <laughs> Um, all right. I think it's time to score this. What is everyone thinking for a score? I'm going to go with a six on it. Um, all right. there's stuff that I like about it. There's stuff that I see where they're going with it, but it just, it gets too muddy. It gets too messy. Um, it's confused in its tone in spots. Um, I don't know. There's just things that they're going on it that just didn't grab me like it did other people. I can understand why people like this one. Just it's just not for me. I honestly I thought you were gonna go lower than the six for this. Thing. I thought That's I was still pretty too. good. I thought I was too, but honestly talking it out with you guys is like therapy for me. So it kinda like <laughs> softened my feeling. I like like I hated my uncle less. <laughs> I think this movie benefits a little bit from, I, I don't want to say different perspectives, but like definitely, mm. I think this movie kind of has a few different ways you can look at it. And I think it's interesting to hear both of your takes on this because it, it is totally valid in every way, but also at the same time too, I'm like, yeah, I like we watched the same movie, but like it's so, it swings for the fences and I don't think it always lands, but it's still just, I don't know, for me at least, like, I just have such a fun time watching this, even though it's it's got its issues for sure. I, I definitely think the second act drags uh, mm -hmm. a little too much, but, uh, yeah. I give it, like, a 7 out of 10. Mm, that was going to be my score, too. I was going to yeah. go with a 7. Yeah, like, it's it's good, but it definitely has enough issues dragging it down for me that I'm like, this is not a movie that I would probably rewatch a ton, but yeah, I'm, am I sad that I watched it? No, it's not good. Cool. Um, all right, I think we are done for this year. Look at that! Wow, Woo! another year in the books, guys. Just think, yeah. next year is another U.S. election. We might get Trump again. Oh, don't oh. even put that energy out there, Kurt. No, 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 that's twenty four. It's twenty four. We got it. We oh, got another. Okay. We got. Yeah, twenty twenty three to to see okay. what's going to happen to the world. Yeah, no election next year, and then oh. the year okay, after. Good. Is... Okay, good. 
I'm, I'm okay with that then. I'm, yeah. I'm much happier. Like I Twink. said, we, we, we might get something. We might get something that happens to Big Orange. Who knows, right? Yeah. Cool. Um. All right. Well, yeah. Steve, where can people find you? Yeah, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the Steve Dead. Uh, I'm also on uh, Letterboxd under the same. Uh, you can find my website, stevestebbing.ca, um, and uh, you can hear me on uh, The Shift with Shane Hewitt every Thursday at 11 p.m. Pacific time, and that's across Canada. Nice. All right, Taylor, where can people find you on the internet? I hang out on Instagram and Twitch under the username Technonomicon. I post letterbox reviews of the movies we cover on the podcast uh, under the username Circeanic. And I have a blog that I will update if I'm doing anything else interesting online. Um, Circeanic.home.blog. Uh, cool. Well, I'm on Twitter, Film Critic Kurt, Letterbox, Fatal Koala. Uh, and I'm sometimes on 630 Chat out of Edmonton or CKW News Talk 980 out of Vancouver. I'm also at 3GreeNerds.com uh, where uh, maybe not quite by now. Actually, yes, by now you can get my full review of Babylon, one of my favorite movies of this year. Starts off as Wolf of Wall Street, slowly turns into William Freakin Sorcerer. It's the best movie of the year. Don't question me on it. Um... Yeah, and you know what? Check out my Instagram because there may be a surprise by the time you you have heard this. Film Critic Kurt as well. Cool. Uh, until next time, everybody. We're going to be talking some clown movies, which I'm very excited for. Uh, Killer Clown, Clowns from Outer Space, which is actually getting a game coming out very soon. And then Terrifier. And that's coming out January. Well, the first episode will be out, like, second week of January, so... And what a week! What a what a theme to set the tone for the new year. Absolutely, clowns. I you know everyone loves also, them. It's also like two sets of clowns too. You get the '80s clown movie, and then you get like the modern clown movie. There's that too. Man, if there was an election yet next year, that would be the perfect theme, actually. Yeah, clowns. it would be. <laughs> All right. Well, we still have Terrifier two to add to it, so. I <laughs> want to talk about that movie so badly one of these days because it is a two and a half hour long slasher movie and it has ideas that's for sure <laughs> also like 10 minute long kill sequences which is the movie's ballsy i love it <laughs> uh all right well merry christmas everybody happy new year and uh until next time bye for now